This is episode 112 of the Speed Metal Cycling Podcast. Back episode 112 of the Speed Metal Cycling Podcast for July 14th, 2015, Bastille Day, Independence for France, and I don't even know who France got independence from on July 14th, but they celebrate their day, and I don't know what that means. But anyway, I am your host, uh, Dan Skullcrusher, and we are... Um, Hmm. So a long time ago, my brother on his blog had a post about words that exist in Spanish that don't exist in English. And there's a verb, estrenar, which means to wear something or to have something for the first time. And that's what we're doing. We're estrenando servers because we have these new servers. And so I'm hoping that everybody, we have a redirect to the old, uh, what do you call that thing? The RSS feed. So everything should be kosher, and everybody should be able to download this episode just fine. So if you're listening to it, obviously you figured it out, so that's good, and I'm glad that you're here with us. So there may be some commercials, actually, before and after the podcast, which um, is pretty good. So if you have any problems, then shoot us an email, info at speedmetalcycling.com. Anyway... Uh, oh, and speedmetalcycling.com is the website, of course. Uh, today I'm joined by Mike Spriggs from New York City. Mike, how are you doing, sir? Better than Klaus, because he's not here. Because Klaus is not here, but I am joined as well, though, by CD, all the way from Portland. CD, how are you doing, sir? Very good, thank you. Good to hear, good to hear. So the thing is that Klaus is actually moving cross-country, and he's in the middle of doing that right now. So he's probably somewhere in Nebraska. Because I heard that you basically when you leave the East Coast or the Atlantic Midwest and you start headed out towards the East, you pass a whole bunch of states like Kentucky and Indiana, Ohio, uh, Illinois, you know, whatever, Missouri, a whole bunch of states. And then you get to Nebraska, and then it takes you two weeks to cross Nebraska. That's what I've heard. I don't. Did know. you just say Missouri? Yeah, I said Missouri. <laughs> Jesus Christ! The only people who say Missouri are people from Missouri. I know. That's why. That's why I call it that. Nice. Because we would have accepted Mizzou as well, wouldn't we? Or Miz- <laughs> yeah. I just think that who are we to tell them how to pronounce the name of their own state? You know what I'm saying? That's you just got to be respectful of that. So yeah. Anyway, that. So yeah, Klaus is not here. He will probably still be out by our next. Uh, episode, but he will be back and absolutely ignorant um, in a couple of uh, episodes just because he's told me a couple of times he has not seen a single second of the Tour de France. I find that hard to believe. He's in a car. How the hell is he going to watch it? And is, is this when I get put back in the closet again when he's <laughs> back in Seattle? Yeah. Uh, yeah, in the proverbial closet. <laughs> it's just nice to see the light of day after however long my amazing debut show was. But anyway, let's get on with things. And the most downloaded podcast after Serial. <laughs> and This American Life was your and, debut. Yes. And uh, um, I was going to say that welcome uh, out of the closet. I'm very proud that you made it out. 
Um, all right. So, of course, there's plenty to talk about with the tour. But before we get to the tour, I would like to dedicate this episode. It's a sad, sad note. I would like to. De- we, we often dedicate the episodes to um, people who have recently passed, and we want to dedicate this episode to the career of Luca Paolini. Luca, Luca Paolini. His career is just just getting started. I think it's it's on the rise. Yes. Well, it depends. If you think that it, well, his cycling career definitely isn't on the rise. Maybe his career as an entertainer in Italy, <laughs> as a host of a variety show, maybe. But uh, my condolences to you, Mike, because you know Pozzato is next. Because you yep. know, like, so we used to have two hamsters uh, a long time ago, uh, Beatrice and uh, what was the name of the other one? Uh, Beatrice and uh, whatever. Mr. Something. No, Mr. Beechcroft was that was another one. But no, there was these two uh, miniature hamsters that we had. Um, How much smaller can a hamster be? They got to be miniature. There is, there is, yeah, they're actually miniature ones. Oh um, my God. They're like the size of a cotton. It's like a model. mouse. Smaller than a mouse. They're very, very small. And so um, it was Dolores and Beatrice. And Beatrice escaped, and Dolores died the next day of a broken heart because she was so lonely. So I think Pozzato's career is going to commit suicide because he's going to be missing Paulini's career so much. So <laughs> it is pretty. It is a pretty well connected relationship, isn't it? My condolences to you, Mike, because I have a feeling that it's just a matter of time before Pozzato gets caught with something, and his career will die. I, here's my few, here's what I think is going to happen with Pozzato. I think so. You know how some pro cyclists retire and then they go on to become. They have Grand Fondos, like Levi's Grand Fondo or something like that. They still are involved. Like Jan Ulrich does Grand Fondos. He still sort of is circulating. Yeah. Ozato is going to invent the Trifondo. <laughs> <laughs> He's very close. He's very close to try as it is. If you've ever seen like some of his Instagrams. Yeah. But I yeah. think this is, the, this is the next level in marketing and cycling entertainment. Trifondo. The Trifondo. Hmm. What about the Trifondo? <laughs> All you can eat, baby. The other thing that I wanted to say is that, of course, Ivan Basso uh, just announced that he was diagnosed with testicular cancer uh, either today or yesterday. Uh, last night, last night. And, um, you know, that's obviously very sad. And I know that cancer has touched a lot of lives and it sucks. And I've said before that cancer really, truly is, is the worst fucking thing ever because it's been around for a long time and we still haven't been able to fucking figure out what the hell it is or how to get rid of it. So a couple of good things, though, have come out of, of, of Basso's cancer. And one of the things that within the cycling community that, that it has pointed out is not, it's nothing new. It's nothing that we don't know, but it's good when things like this happen. If something good can, can be said about something like this happening is that it, it reminds us that within the cycling community, especially apparently in Twitter, is the fact that a lot of people in the cycling community have terrible punctuation. <laughs> I'm, reading, I'm reading these tweets and I'm like, Jesus Christ, no commas, no periods, 13 exclamation marks. I'm like, where did these people go to school for the love of Christ? Poor Ivan Basso has cancer in his balls. These people can't even use a comma properly. <laughs> you don't have you don't have the liberty to use that many commas. You got 140 characters. <laughs> no, but I mean, in sometimes it's like double comma, like 
semicolon instead of a comma. Like, it's just terrible. Like, come on, guys. <laughs> Jesus. Somebody, please. Or space, exclamation mark. I'm like, why do you have a space there? And double spaces after periods and stuff. I'm like, Jesus Christ. You people don't know. Like, not only are you terrible at punctuation, you're also throwing away values, char valuable characters in Twitter. So which is worse? Which is worse? Not using a comma or incorrectly using a semicolon? Which is more? Uh, I think the double comma is pretty bad. The ba I would say the worst. Well, it depends on the it depends on the sentence. Sometimes not using a comma can completely change the you know the whole like I'm hung grandma I'm hungry or I'm gonna eat I'm gonna eat grandma or I'm gonna eat grandma. You know, if it's something like that, then obviously the comma is worse. But I'll give you a good example. Uh, Alberto Contador has no no spaces after his periods or his commas. In, in, in his tweet about Basso's cancer. Oleg Tinkov has a two, one space after his comma in one, two spaces after the comma, and then a space after the comma no, after that. Oleg, Tin Oleg Tinkov doesn't count. Mike, I got to call a 20-second timeout and collect myself here. <laughs> That's four commas. Four commas, absolutely. I, this is, I mean... And, and, and then there's the, the whole idea that, like, with hashtags, you can't have punctuation in a hashtag. So when people just spell these long things, it just makes no sense. Jens Vogt put, kick cancer's ass. But, of course, cancer's, there's, there's, there's an apostrophe because it's a, it's a possessive. But it doesn't, you can't put up an apostrophe in a tag. So it's just, like, hashtags are just stupid. Let's just put it that so way. So it's kick cancer's sass. Exactly. Kick cancer, sass. Doesn't quite have the same impact. It absolutely doesn't. So um, we've been talking hashtags here all morning, by the way. Oh, is that what you guys do? Well, Pizzato put twenty-eight <laughs> in his most recent Instagram. Wow. Okay. My favorite of which is hashtag me. Yeah, that's the best. I can yep. give you guys a, a list of the of the tweets uh, that I'm looking at, and then you guys can right. guess which one has the most. Retweets. All right. The Giro yes. Italia, Mark Cavendish, Astana Pro Team, Jens Vogt, Michael Rogers, Oleg Tinkov, Alberto Contador, uh, Marke Lirisar, and Lance Armstrong. Lance. Who has the most retweets? Yep. Lance Armstrong. Yeah, by a landslide, which yeah. surprises me. Do people still follow him? Yeah, the dude Did has you like say a million landslide? Is that what you said? <laughs> landslide? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not what I said. Oh, that's pretty funny. Who the hell follows him? Like uh, I, I do. Wow, why? Does he tweet? What the fuck does he tweet about? What does he even do? I, I haven't figured that out yet. Hmm. He has 3.8 million followers. 3.8 That's almost as many people as download this episode. <laughs> <laughs> almost. The other thing I wanted to talk about before we get onto the tour was so so the entering uh, blog had uh, a post about podcasts and stuff, and of course they didn't mention this. Well, to be fair, it was the it was a post about Tour de France podcasts. Oh, was it? The fact that this is the first one. Well, what do you <laughs> proves his point that this is not a Tour de France podcast? Dude, I'm labeling it the Tour de France podcast. I'm actually that's the name of the episode. Tour de France. Yeah, but France it's like ten podcast. days into the race. Well, well, before this, what the hell are we going to talk about? They expect us to like have commentary and predictions. We I don't could know have done an about. entire episode on Vincenzo Nibali's ice vest. 
Then you should have. stage one. Then you should have. And it's funny that Ice Vest sounds like it's some like crazy technological thing. Now they taped a bunch of ice cubes <laughs> to, a, to a fleece vest. <laughs> and he just threw it on. That's pretty close. What the hell And I don't that? think uh, Inner Ring was in Outside Magazine. Uh, yeah, that's right. We were in Outside Magazine. Yeah, they mentioned us in Outside yeah. Magazine. But I was going to say, though, that I was okay with us not being mentioned in Inner Ring because, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, Inner Ring and Cycling News and Eurosport, that's the mainstream of cycling. And we're not the mainstream of cycling. We like it down here. You know what I mean? We are a movement that is small but very powerful. This is a movement? <laughs> I did bowel, not sign up for a movement. A bowel movement. <laughs> no, but here's what's here's what's great, and I want to thank the fans who jumped on this. The first five comments are about us. I know. Like, all of, every single one. It's so awesome. <laughs> it's like, no, that's the least professional, least knowledgeable podcast out there, and it's great. And I thought, I mean, that's pretty high praise. Yeah, I know. When they when you when, when they say that you're the least professional anything, I'm very, very, very touched. No, it was good. There was a lot of good comments about us, and the fact that we came up multiple times was amazing. Um, and, I mean, I know that Mr. Inner Ring himself is very much aware of us, but um, but I guess that's why he didn't mention us then, because I, I, I honestly didn't read the post. I just read the comments. <laughs> that's the opposite of what you're supposed to do. <laughs> I don't have time to read. Come on, man. I'm busy. I'm busy doing other things, like writing jokes about Pipo Pozzato. Leave that to me. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I don't mean to step on your toes. So, whew, I don't even know where to start. Actually, I can start... Let's start at the beginning. Tour de France, I can tell you that I was keeping notes on my little notebook, and my notebook disappeared. Oh. I don't know where the hell it went, which is very upsetting. Least professional, least knowledgeable. Yeah, th- that's the thing, though. Least professional, yes. Least knowledgeable? Fuck no, man. I can tell you, like... I can tell you probably every single member of the 1986 Tour de France Panasonic. Uh, okay, not the whole thing. Maybe four guys. That's pretty knowledgeable, I would think. I mean, it's completely that's not, useless. That, like, that's Rain Man knowledgeable. That's not normal knowledge. That's not, <laughs> so, you, so you're saying that I can go to a casino and make a shitload of money, but I can't get a regular job? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh, um... I, one one last thing before we start talking about the, the the tour, the Giro Art Contest winner. I'm sorry, dude. I've been super busy, and we haven't even had time to even think about your prize. But it's coming. I promise. Very professional. Very professional. Okay. So my first note is from stage four. So let's see if I remember what happened stage one. It was a short time trial, right? right. You tell me if yep. I'm right or right. not. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Short time trial, and who won? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Who won? Rowan Dennis won. Oh, <laughs> uh, Rowan Dennis. And here's how you remember Rowan Dennis. BM- if, BMC, you ever, yes. if you ever have trouble remembering, he ah. has two first names. He's the guy on BMC with two first names. Dennis Rowan? Like my friend Burke Martin, who could be Martin Burke? Burke is not a first name. Oh, that's his name. That's really Burke. his first name is Burke, and his last name oh. is Martin. Yeah, it's <laughs> Sorry, true. Burke. But he has two first names. Actually, no, he has a first name that is a last name. But never mind. Yeah, anyway. that's that's a different syndrome. This is two first names. Yeah, yeah. So Rowan Dennis. Yeah, yeah. I remember. No, it's not that I couldn't remember his name. It's that I could not remember who won. And <laughs> I remember. Wait, let me see. What else did I remember? Quintana didn't really lose that much time compared to everybody else. Uh, <laughs> That's it. That's all I remember. CD, what did you remember about that stage? 
I thought the coolest thing was the fact that uh, the Trek team got to use those blinking lights. What was that about? Did they? Was it? Was it like? Uh, I mean, like it's, it's definitely a promotional thing, which is what this oh. whole thing started out as, right? But they they somehow worked that through the ASO and the UCI to put those new daytime blinking lights on the backs of their bikes for stage one, and I thought that was oh, right. really pretty interesting. I thought it looked like a like Formula One cars when it starts to rain, they have the blinking red lights, and now mm. when they. I, I don't want to get too much into Formula One, but that's what I thought. I thought it looked like a Formula One car. It was kind of, it was kind of cool. But then I also thought, you know, it'd be cool if they had like little blinking lights, so they let the car behind know, am I gonna make a right? Am I gonna like a left? <laughs> you know, because the, if you think about it, the, like the DS is driving and talking and thinking, like he has too many things to do. So if yeah. the rider can help him out by signaling, I think that that would go a long way. That happened, what, yesterday in the team time trial? Somebody followed the car as it was getting pulled off before the finish line. <laughs> and they, went, they, they, went, they were going straight to the car instead of turning the team. What team was that? I, didn't I guess see that. that was a French team. No, who was it? Oh, it was great because he did like the big swoopy turn and almost ran into the barriers. It was good. <laughs> I didn't see that one. Actually, no, we're getting ahead of ourselves. But on the Benny, stage one. On the Blinking lights. Yeah, blinking lights. Okay, so stage two, what, which one was that one? Was that the one uh, with a lot of very wind? windy, windy, <laughs> very and, windy. and rainy? Uh, there was echelons. The, the 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 group broke into two. Right, it split. Quintana was in the back uh, with Pierre Roland, and then everybody else was in the front. Uh, Movistar pulled really hard, but they couldn't make it, and Quintana lost like a like a minute. Am I right? Yep. Anything that's basically, else? That's basically the first five stages. <laughs> Stage three was... Oh, stage two, though. Stage two, I think I have to point out. Greipel beat two aero bikes with his uh, primitive bike with exposed cables. Primitive? Just, just a regular bike with a regular stem and bars, and he dusted those guys on those super aero bikes. You're absolutely right. I forgot. Yeah, Greipel won that stage. That was stage... Th- Does anyone know where his nickname comes from? The gorilla? Yeah. Because he looks like a friggin' monkey. He's humongous. He looks- it's just, it's just his looks. I, I would think it's because he's so big. Oh, also stage two was where they had to take down the 1K um, sign because it was blowing it too was hard blowing and too it was going to blow down. Yes. Remember yes, that yes, from yes, the yes, spring yes. classics? And yep. that's why they think Renshaw didn't know when to begin his lead out and he started too early. <laughs> he started, yeah, he started way early. Yeah. Well, I wonder when's the last time that Renshaw actually launched a stage winner or a race winner at all? Good point. I mean, think about this guy used to, like, Cavendish used to win with him, like, yep. 15, 16 times a year. And now shake I wonder when's the last time. Shake that... and bake. Yeah. Mike, can you put that in the notes? What, shake and bake? No, I just <laughs> no. always wanted to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Stage three. Stage, Stage three. three, thank you. Stage three. Uh, okay, let me, let me try to remember Stage three. Stage three was the one that was nice, no problems until that humongous crash. Huge crash. And then they neutralized the race and everybody was pissed off about the neutralization until they figured out that the reason it was neutralized is because all the medical personnel were helping the guys that were like all kinds of broken and they couldn't continue because there was no medical personnel in case of another crash. Now, my question is this. How often has that happened before? Probably a lot. There's been big crashes before. I've never seen a race neutralized because there's no more ambulances or doctors or whatever. Am I crazy? 
It happens all the time. There's like I think it happens early. Maybe it happens earlier. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I've never, I, I'd never seen it. I, I mean, I was glad that they waited um, because I needed a bathroom break because I was watching it at work. So <laughs> I went real quick and I came back and it hadn't started yet. So it gave me a chance to like the proverbial nature break. But um, but that that was intense. And the and the onboard cameras of the of the, like the who was that the Orca mechanic. Did you see that? He had a he had a GoPro on his chest, and you can see yeah. him like gather all the stuff in the car and then you just run out. And he it just, was like, uh, did you see that movie Cloverfield? Yeah, actually, that's funny. That's I actually, funny threw up watching that because my friend Christian said it looked like a first person shooter. Yes, it's like it was, super shaky and crazy, yep. but it's just so nuts. There's so many bodies everywhere, and you can hear somebody like uh, like moaning in the background and stuff. Oh, that was a French so- guy. I'm sure it was. You know those Frenchies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was it was great footage, and that actually brings me to another question that I have to ask for you. And we've talked about this before, but now it's like really freaking taken off. Onboard cameras. I still think that they're just useless and stupid. What? I just think they're just so. Why? Funny. I mean, no, they're talking about taking them live to the, where you can actually watch the race live on there, and I, I just, it's ridiculous. What the hell do I care? It doesn't show me. Uh, an aspect of the race that makes the race any more interesting or it, or that it helps me analyze the race better or understand the situation of the race any better. Nothing. It doesn't do anything for me. Would you rather see another castle in HD? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I hate to admit it, but yeah, probably. Because for every castle, there's a nice waterfall. And, some and I absolutely need to have drafting explained to me at least twice a day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because, you know... Anywhere from 20 to 30%, sometimes 33%, they say, as much as 35%. Yeah, I know, that's ridiculous. But so, as, would you rather just have a, a permanent overhead view all the time? Because I would love to see that. Oh, nice. I, if, I, like I, if I had a chance, if I had the choice, I would love to have the overhead view on one monitor and then everything else in another monitor. Or, even better, now that they, they're wearing these foxtail like, like GPS <laughs> devices, I would love to have a little map with all the little dots of course there will be a shit little dots right where the peloton is but i would love to be able to see everybody's dots that way you see all the dots that fall behind that the camera never follows and you're aware of like all the people that are behind you're 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 aware of where like the autobus is you know like all the broken pelotons during imagine during a during like a crazy mountain stage you can see like you know like a peril necklace of like little dots all the way up the course i think that that would be awesome it's like Boost Mobile. Like, where you at? <laughs> where you at? Oh where you at, Ebele? Is that still their their slogan? Where you at? Where you at, people? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I listen. What if the dot was like the color of their speed? Like, so when they started to glow, like orange and then red, <laughs> you're like, oh, they're really beginning to fade. Like, oh, see ya, buddy. You go ahead and laugh, sir. But when that technology is <laughs> available, I'll be the first one to subscribe. Then you I, have a podcast title. Yes. Which one? Where you at? Where, where you at? Where you at? Uh, but listen, situation being what it is right now, I think that the onboard cameras are, are fine if they show me something cool. There was the one that it was, I guess, stage four, I guess, where there was a small crash. I mean, a couple of people fell, but nobody got really hurt in the in the wet. And there was a couple of cameras caught in the in the melee and that was cool that seeing that afterwards yeah but live 
That's ridiculous. That just makes absolutely no sense. I'm not even going to know whose bike I'm looking at or the people in front. Like, who cares? The opportunities for that camera angle to be useless are like maybe 10 seconds per race. Is it worth it? No. It's just stupid. Well, it's that's just technology. That's technology for, technolo- for technology's sake. It doesn't make any sense. Nobody wants that. People think they want it, but people don't know what they want. I know what they want. I'm just letting you know. In my professional cycling league, when I started, no onboard cameras. Absolutely banned. Helmet cams, that, those are encouraged. What's the difference? I don't know. Well, because no. then you'd see riders were looking at, like, ladies on the side of the course. Exactly. You know? Yeah. No, I'm kidding. No cameras at all on board of okay. But anyway. All right. Stage four. Stage four. We didn't finish stage three. Oh, we didn't? Wait, so no, there was a big the crash. Week. Like, that was we a big... We were just talking oh, about Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Stage so there was a big crash, and Cancellara broke his back again. Twice in six months. Jesus. And then the more the we and uh, I don't remember somebody attacked and then they didn't do very well and then Purito came up and won the That's stage, right? I think it was like Galapan or somebody like that. Yeah, I can't remember yeah. who it was that attacked first. Went way too early. I was waiting for Arredondo to do something. He didn't do anything, and and all the favorites came in right after Froome. <laughs> and for the first time, I thought, oh man, I'm gonna have to eat my words because I. Last episode, I was like, I just don't see Froome winning this thing. And he looked pretty But this was strong. also the day, too, after everyone blamed Cavendish for ruining Martin's chance at the yellow jersey. Then it was stage three that everyone blamed Kwiatowski for ruining Martin's chances. <laughs> right? It was just like pass the blame around Edix. Around Edix, yeah. <laughs> see who was left. Yeah, I know. That was the. I, I've often made fun of um, Martin. And I even used to have a little drop that used to go boring. Because I used to think that guy was so boring. This is back maybe four years ago in the podcast, but like episode 12 or something like that. But it's, it, he was just, he is just such a bore. But then, like, when he actually got the yellow jersey on stage four or whatever, he, I saw him smile and I was like, oh my God, this guy actually can't smile. But then he's still boring, though. He, the way that he answers questions and stuff, that guy, oh my goodness gracious. He, oh. but anyway, so that's it for stage three, right? Was there anything else in stage three? I think that's it. Uh, yeah, Froome looked really good. He looked like shit on his bike, but he <laughs> he looked pretty strong. And then after that was, I think, Contador came in and then Quintana uh, I can't remember. T.J. Van Gardner was in there some, somewhere as well. Okay, stage four was actually an awesome, awesome, awesome stage. First of all, in that tour, like, preview show, the whatever it's called, the Tour of Le Monde, Le Monde on Tour, or whatever, yeah. for those of you that are watching it on Eurosport, it was hilarious. They were uh, they were talking about, oh, there's going to be the, the cobbles and the this and the that, and... Uh, Greg LeMond said, oh, Pinarello with these new suspension bikes. But, of course, LeMond bikes had them back in 1992. <laughs> it's like we had front and rear suspension in 1992. Pinarello is 2015, and they just have it in the back, whatever. It was pretty funny. That was an awesome way of, like, sticking it to Pinarello. It was nice. Um, so, Tony Martin 
like crashes or gets a flat or something and gets Mateo Trentin's bike, and then that was rad. And then yeah. wins the stage with Trentin's bike. There goes your GPS following your riders via GPS. Well, I think the, I think the fox tail should be attached to their helmets. <laughs> so, uh-huh. Mike, Mike, we'll start a sub app called "Where's Your Bike At." <laughs> <laughs> Even better. Yeah. No. Well, each director sportive has a little console in his car. And if any of his uh, riders switch bikes, then it's his responsibility to switch to make yeah. sure the app knows. Mm. And Jim Akowitz's computer doesn't recognize any continental teams. He has no dots, no from dots whatsoever <laughs> on, his, yeah, on his console. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I love this stage, actually. I thought it was amazing. Tony Martin did a great job. And yeah, it, it, was, it was great. Do you want to hear some, a crazy fact about stage four of this year's tour? Yes. It is the longest stage of the 2015 tour. Mm-hmm. However, it is the shortest stage of all the tour's longest stages. Interesting. <laughs> that is the most useless stat ever. I love it. Did Jim Ockerwitz <laughs> have something to do with that? <laughs> Wow, it is the shortest uh, of the shortest longest. longest stage. Yes. That is very interesting. I'm glad you're a guest today, CD. That's very, very, very informative. And incredibly useless, which fits right in <laughs> with the idea of this podcast. We've never said anything in this podcast that is useful. Never. No, never. And we're not about to start now, buddy. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was ridiculous. Everybody this was out. stage four. Was the the point when the when the tour organized when the tour, whoever runs the Eurosport feed or whatever that feed is stopped referring to uh, Group Pino <laughs> for, for for three stages. We had like this hope that Thibaut Pino was going to be a contender in the race, and it was always was like, this? "Where's Group Pino?" It's like five minutes back. It's like you know what? We don't need to know where Thibaut Pino. No, is we do need to know. But then the app shows us. There's a little dot for Thibaut. Oh right. Pino. Where's Pino? Was at? this the day of the bike slam? Was this the yes, day where this he- is the day yes. of the bike slam? Oh, that was so good. He so was good. very upset, but the bike bounced right back. It he went. Could, wah, yeah. wah, 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 wah. <laughs> Vertical <laughs> compliance. I wonder yes. if it had a like a Greg LeMond circa 1992 suspension on it. Well, what's funny is right after that, his teammate offered him his bike, and he was like, "I don't want your bike." Yeah, I know. I saw that. <laughs> like, you're too short. Get the hell Meanwhile, out of Tony here. Martin wins on a bike probably from another team. He didn't even give a shit. <laughs> If he takes a bike from another team, he's he's friggin' that's win, true. Win, that's win, yeah, he'll count. Trouble. But ask, ask Richie Port. Yes, um, who already announced, by the way, that he's not going back to Sky next year. Yeah, what a weird timing for that, huh? You might as well. I don't understand why they're always holding on. Like whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like what what tells the difference? Just let people know. But yeah, that's interesting. I'm I'm wondering where he's gonna land, and I'm guessing it's probably gonna be Orica. No, BMC. Oh, did he say that already? Uh, no, that's just the rumor. Oh, what's BMC going to do with him? Well, Put him know. in some nice Perlazumi kit, CD. <laughs> <laughs> what are what are BMC going to do with him? The usual, what they do with everybody, just kind of like I don't know, like stunt their development. Uh, <laughs> um, so wait, uh, what were we talking about? Um, the cobbles. Oh yeah, no, I was, I was, I was. While while it made the stage boring, it was quite interesting that all the contenders stayed upright 
and they all arrived in the in the leading group. Even Rigoberto Duran, who apparently now becomes, I'm like, dude, Rigoberto Duran. It's just a matter you of need time. To, you need to be. You need to be quiet about that. Yeah. So we had a deal. No one was going to talk about him. And he's just going to be super quiet, and he's just going to work his way up, and suddenly he's just going to show up. No, the Colombian media. Thing. The Colombian media actually said that that that's why he's refusing to give interviews because he doesn't want like people to like. Or whatever. I just think he's about to run out of gas, and he doesn't want to make a big deal out of it because then people are gonna make, be mad at him. When one stage he's gonna lose like eighteen minutes. No, no, are, this is aren't it. Colombians the most superstitious people on earth. Yes, we are See? very superstitious. So he doesn't. So this wanna, is it. There's a lot of levels here. That doesn't. On. That doesn't necessarily mean that he's not gonna lose eighteen minutes in a stage. I'm pretty sure he's gonna. It's just a matter of time. But he wants to keep it in the hush. That way, people won't like really think that he's gonna do anything. But he's never done two good uh, like um, grand tours in a row. There's just what's, no way. What's the Colombia? What's the media take on Quintana? Uh, they're not really saying anything. It's mostly like just reporting what what he's doing. It's 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 kind of difficult to write much about Quintana because he's so quiet and just so reserved that he doesn't really give a lot of quotes or anything. But people seem to be, oh, he's on target. He's you know he should be okay. Whatever. I didn't read anything after the team time trial. I'm sure they're like, there you go, Quintana just won the Tour de France. Because <laughs> so, <laughs> that's how the press is over there. They're like, the slightest thing goes right. Is that a special right. typeface for that, that yeah, voice? So, how does that work? Because uh, no. I, I want to read everything in that voice for the rest of my life. <laughs> what, is, what is the major Colombian sports newspaper? Um, there really isn't a or the major newspaper, newspaper that would that would be the one that you would go to to read. Uh, I read. I think it's this podcast, Mike. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yes, it's, it's actually called Alps and Andes. Yeah, right. that's um, true. <laughs> no, probably El Tiempo. So, are there is, are there any is is the tagline of El Tiempo like don't jinx it? Don't, yeah, that's it. Don't jinx it with a photo of Quintana. Blank pages. Yep, exactly. And then it's, that's it. No, it's um. It, it, that's the problem with the Colombian media. Not only when it comes to cycling, but in general, any sport, international sport. The, the Colombian national team won three or four games on their way to Copa America, the, the tournament that just finished the South American Championship, and they were like, "Colombian coming in as favorites is going to be so easy." Are they were like. <laughs> The group stage is, is so easy, we're not even going to talk about it. So let's talk about who we're going to face in the second stage. And the first game, they lost against Venezuela. <laughs> and then it just all went downhill from there. <laughs> so every time they make a big deal out of things, it's like you, you show a little bit of improvement or something slightly good, and then that's it. I mean, they've been predicting that he's going to win the tour since last year's Giro. Right. They were like, okay, now the tour is next. Like he's, that, It's a given that... Nairo Quintana is going to win the tour. And when he doesn't, then everybody's going to hate him until he wins something again. It's ridiculous. I try not to think about it too much. I don't think, don't jinx it. Uh, okay, we were talking about Uran anyway, but uh, he's been doing really well, and I'm happy for that. But uh, So that was stage four, correct? Yep. Correct. Then what happened in stage five? This one I don't remember at all. Oh, stage five was the first, like, true sprinter stage, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Ripo won. Yes. And that's Cav, the one? But no. More importantly, Cav lost. Yes. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Is Cavendish in your uh, fantasy team, either of you guys? I'm not doing that anymore. Why? What? I couldn't remember my login, and I gave up. <laughs> 
You can create. I tried another. to reset the password and I couldn't remember what email and whatever, and it was it was late. I gave up. <laughs> I have I have Sagan as my sprinter, and while he's collecting some points, that's for sure. He hasn't won a stage yet, and I'm like no. upset about that. But then I'm but thinking about it. But you know, he like, has Damn. finished second in the tour 14 different times. Wow, you are a chock full of useless information. Awesome, love it, love it. Um, yeah, Gripo won that. I'm trying to remember. Was he already wearing the green jersey? At there that was point? a huge yes. There was a huge was. crash at the end, and it looked like every single French rider in the peloton went down at one point. <laughs> Maybe they had some baguettes on the ground, and that's why they just hit the brakes <laughs> to eat. <laughs> they were giving away berets, so they all hit the brakes. <laughs> Free berets are uh, are all the rage in France. Um, how come it's okay for people to make, for Americans at least, to make fun of the French? Nobody's ever going to call you a xenophobe or like a racist or anything <laughs> for making fun of the French. Because they don't care. But if you say the same That's thing true. about Mexicans or something, like, whoa, yeah. dude, relax, bro, you can't do that. You can't make fun. Or even Canadians, like, I make fun of Canadians all the time. And people are like, dude, you can't make fun of Canadians. I'm like, why not? Canada, you can totally make fun of Canadians. Yeah, Canada is America's backpack. <laughs> <laughs> but that's yeah, the reason is because Canadians don't care and French people don't care. Oh, the French, I don't, I've never talked to a Frenchman, so I don't know. Maybe they do care. I've talked to plenty of Frenchmen. I'm kidding. But, um, and then the stage after that was the one that, was, that would have been stage six. That was another sprinter stage. And that's the one that Cavendish won, correct? No. No? No. No. Stage no six? Right, you got the right. You got the right team. Stage six with the Stebar, like weird. Oh yes, that was awesome. Yes. Stebar is in my fantasy team. I was so amped. Beep beep. I'm still like thirty seventh <laughs> or something, but yeah, that's right. No, that was awesome. Party at seventh. Ninety thirty seventh. I'm still like thirty seventh. Oh okay. I thought you said party at seven. <laughs> yeah, party at seven, baby. Let's do this. And Peter Sag- Peter Sagan, second place. Number 14, right there. Wow. That's a lot of second places. I'm very happy. Plus, he had third the other day. I mean, he's had a lot of them. He's been close. And this was the day um, Tekla Hymanot won the polka dot jersey. Yeah. Big deal. <laughs> yeah, a huge deal with three points. <laughs> well, no, but I mean, well, I could Phil, Phil Liggett referred to him as African-American, so it was a big uh, yeah. day for African Americans. <laughs> <laughs> I could I could sneeze that did and, not happen, and create points. It happened last year. Oh, okay. Um, that's a huge issue at my work. We we hire and we we uh, cast a lot of models for different photo shoots that I do and stuff, whatever. And a lot of times I'm like, listen, we have a lot of white kids. We need some black kids, um, African American kids. I was like, they don't have to be African American. They could be Jamaican. I don't give a shit actually where they come from as long as they're black. <laughs> nice. Uh, how many Caucasians do you want? Uh, I don't know about Caucasians, but I need about seven white kids. People need to just stop with the bullshit. Believe me, I have plenty of black friends, and they all hate the term African-American. It's fucking ridiculous. It is absolutely retarded. There's nothing African about them. Back to stage six. <laughs> anyway, call HR now, and yeah, I thought it was funny to take a halahala, 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 not. Yeah, was wearing polka dots jersey with like four points, three points. Three it points. was three points, yeah. He had three points. And, but they also said he was the first African to ever wear a jersey in a major tour. But that's not true. Because Chris, Chris Froome. Froome. 
Exactly. Chris Froome so is an honorary. Oh, he's but, the first. He renounced his, he's the his first, citizenship to become Team a Sky. British citizen. However, he's actually a citizen of Team Sky. What <laughs> are you gonna? Yeah, but how are you gonna judge people's ethnicity or race based on where they're where they were born or based on what their passport is? Because he's African. He was born in Africa. So he's African. I can't. I mean, and 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 if you're going to differentiate between white Africans and black yeah. Africans, now that gets that gets back to your point. They basically what they wanted to say was, "Hey, it's the first black guy to wear the polka dot jersey." Yeah, exactly. But then, what what, what about like, what if there's a black American, an African American, winning the friggin' tour? They're going to say, "Oh, well, this is not the first American to win it, but this is the first African American to win it." There may have been another black dude winning it first, but this is the first American who happens to be black. It's just freaking ridiculous. Who cares? Okay, well, one one cool thing though, I'm going to say it now. We have a little debate here this morning. MT and Quebeca, those bikes are super badass. They are actually. I'm glad this. They look kick ass. Stuff. They yeah. look kick ass, and they almost make up for the fact that their jersey is so fucking hideous. A jersey. Well, that's that's true. Almost. But those bikes look kick. Wait, what's the bike? They do. They do. Cervelo. Yeah. Cervelo. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and they look really nice. They really, really do look very nice. I'm never All gonna right. own a Cervelo, but yeah. Nope. Here's but what I like. Great. I like the look time trial bikes with the all over look logo. Yes. You see those? Yep. Mm-hmm. Crazy. But listen though, if you if you were to compare Cervelo to a brand of car, what brand of car would that be? Good question. Because I've thought about this quite a bit, and sometimes I think like a Lamborghini. No, like, like an Acura. No, no, because they're so like Acura. A Lamborghini. And, how about in, how about Infinity? Yeah, like something like that. No, exactly. you know why I would say Infinity. because let's say let's say Acura, the Acura MDX, their their SUV. That's like. Like suburban moms drive that. You know what I'm saying? I think I think Cervelo bike. I think like huge douchebag with a lot of money. So I think like no, but not or, a lot of money, some money. With some money, yeah. Okay, okay. I see what you're saying. Then uh, maybe like a. But then I think of like a Corvette, but Cervelo is, is not like actually, an American. This is actually an interesting. This is an entire podcast. All the bike brands and their correlating auto brands. We That's should like do that. I, just, I just like the way they look. I think they look kick-ass. This no, year. no, they, they definitely do, do. I just think that the brand is kind of associated with like dentists and doctors that like ride as much as I do, which means 300 miles a year. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like I see somebody riding a Cervelo, I automatically think they're a f- complete joke. But you don't – what do you ride? I ride a Cannondale. And what's the auto equivalent of that? A Honda Civic. <laughs> Or a Toyota Camry, yeah, just yeah. a solid car. Solid. It's exactly for what I do. That's exactly right. I, I have. You get your money's worth. An aluminum Cannondale with SRAM rival, and that's exactly what I need. If I were to have anything better than that, it would be showing up to a ride. People would think that I'm better than I actually am. But when I show up wearing what I wear and riding what I ride, people are like, "All right, this guy can ride, but he's not like some ridiculous like." Amazing, you know. I'm just a dude in a bike. No big deal. That's it. Just, just enough not to be laughed at. Or stage six. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping us in track, Mr. CD. We move on. Stage to six. Stage. A lot going on today. Yes. A lot going on. I, I told. I said that at the beginning. Is it's it's a it's a busy podcast. Um, they always refer to Stebar as a former cyclocross. World He's champion. never, and they he, neglect to point out that he was also a BMX world champion. Oh, seven-year-old mm. world BMX that's not champion. Relevant. 
Yeah, because you're you're right. It's not relevant. His Unless cycle he was cross African. work. <laughs> <laughs> Unless he was African, that's the name of the podcast. But here's the thing, though. His BMX World Championship is as relevant as his Cyclocross World Championship. Because, I mean, they never say that. Wasn't Lars Baum also a world champion? World champion what? Well, uh, Cyclocross. Am Lars I crazy? Ball? I don't know anything about I Cyclocross. But I, I, think I, I know even less about it than you do. Chris, look it up. What do you mean, look it up? It's not like I'm sitting here with a computer. It's not like you're sitting and, there with Jordan. Here it's with not like Jordan you're sitting there with right a personal assistant. Was Lars Baum uh, on two separate Wi-Fi networks a cyclocross champion? Yes, two thousand eight. All right. So why don't they say that about Lars Baum? Lars Baum has other things to worry about. Stage six. Now we're on stage seven. Stage stage six. No, stage six. All the things that happened on stage six. I don't even remember stage six. We just talked. We didn't just talk about the water bottle, the fight, the bus, all that business. What? Oh, right. So the, the what about you know, the, the co- sprint when, for the line? And when, then wait, Tony wait, Martin. wait, wait, Let, when, when was the when was the 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 cocaine party? What stage? Mm, that was, was stage two. Well, it would have been the seventh, right? Is well, no, nah, they say that cocaine. The they say cocaine can stay in your system up until ten days or so. So maybe mm-hmm. it was before the the tour. Started. So I don't know if you guys saw this, but Matt Rendell made a tweet. It was just like a little innocuous tweet, and it was like. Cocaine is a masking agent. Oh. That was it. Just like, hmm. okay, that makes complete sense. <laughs> I have a different theory altogether. What's that? I think he's just tired and ready to go out and figured this is the best way to go out. No Easy. questions, no BS. It's kind of cool. Everybody's, you know, high-fiving about it. Doesn't have to explain himself. Oh, it's not, have to uh, feel it's not HGH. No, like, it's, just... it's not like tearing the number off of his jersey and he's crying and getting in the car and it's over. It's, it's, you know, it's it's gonna it's it's kind of got a little bit of party glory in that's it. A, so he goes out. That's a solid theory. Yeah. It's like it's like and it's, mini... abso- and it's absolute. There's no like, hey, will you you're ever gonna come back? He's like, nope, I'm out. It's got a little bit of that Marco Pantani, like you know what I'm saying, like the craziness to it. Just enough. It's just a yeah, little. It's like bit rock of star. And... It's like a rock yeah, star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is this is this is his equivalent of just dropping the mic and walking off stage. After you've insulted everyone in the front row with like just like you're not even going to be allowed to come back. Yeah, exactly. After peeing on their heads, yeah. Yep. <laughs> and he just drops the mic. I'm out. Awesome. I think he just Maybe. probably looked around one day and he's like, you know what? I'm just I'm done. I can't take this anymore. I'm out. Hmm. Well, he's also 37, so he's about to be out anyway, but. Yeah, maybe that's that's an interesting uh theory. I'll give that one some some more thoughts. But, okay, wait, so stage seven, which one is this one? Stage six. We didn't talk about the crash. I mean, crap. And, uh, stage, and the aftermath. Stage six. I don't remember anything about stage six, so please remind me. Tony Martin topples over kind of in a slowing chase to the line, takes out pretty much everyone important. Yes. Breaks his collarbone. Everyone starts to say he fell over on purpose, which is crazy. And that led to the... Uh, what, Nibali th- thought that Froome caused the crash right. and threw a water bottle at him, apparently. And so then Froome marches to the Astana bus and goes onto the bus and is like, look on TV, you're wrong. And Nibali apologizes, were, yes. Yeah, but they were going to fight. It was going to be great. Dude, a fight between any I would, two cyclists. A pay-per-view. I would pay-per-view that fight. It would be the worst fight in history. It would be awesome. <laughs> 
I would love to have like real boxing commentators or like MMA commentators commentate on a on a on a fight between two cyclists in in cleats though of course. That'll be hilarious. Yeah, I forgot about that, but Cavendish won that one, right? Stevar. Oh, this is the one that Stevar won. Yeah. Oh, so that's why Martin caused the <laughs> Right, exactly. <laughs> like I'm gonna break my collarbone. So that this guy who's multiple cyclocross world champion and BMX champion can win a stage. Ah. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, that was cool. But a true bummer to see another dude in yellow have to retire. Yeah. Now that somebody else is in yellow, I wish he'd retire. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. What about stage eight? Has that happened yet? What about seven? Stage seven. Oh, stage now seven. Now we go to stage seven. Man, because it, it's after six. Yes. Yeah, okay. So stage seven. Which one is that one? Cav. That's the Cav stage. Yes. I remember that. Cav and this So one. Cav finally figured out how to win a stage, and it, it is not through the help of any one of his teammates. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Uh, Cavendish finally figured out a way to win a stage, and that's by going faster than anybody else. That's all it takes. Yeah, that's all it takes. And it's a stage where Froome declined. Well, I, did, I don't think he declined to wear the yellow jersey. Yeah. You don't get it. No, he did decline. I think he, he, he could have. Yeah, he could have. No, he, because it doesn't, he doesn't inherit it until the stage starts and Martin, and Martin doesn't start. Oh. Uh, no, I think he would have worn it. I think he was supposed to, and he turned it down. The way that I read the, the way that I read the communique, uh, it led me to believe, and I'm pretty sure that he could have worn it. He should have worn it. He just turned down the the. the or well, at no least, one has in recent history, so I don't think he'd want to be the guy to break that huh. tradition. Yeah. Wait, who wore it after Cancellara? Oh, but no, Cancellara. Oh yeah, somebody wore it after Cancellara. Retired, right? So yeah, but no, he, he lost it at the same time. Oh, he yeah, that's right. He, was he like, crashed and lost it, so it, it wasn't even an issue. It overnight. Yeah. Overnight, yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you lose something overnight? Just sleep on it. Um, so Break was, two vertebrae. <laughs> oh. And uh, who got seventh on this day, by the way, gentlemen? What? Seventh? Uh, hold on. Who got seventh? It was a bunch sprint. Who got seventh? Tyler Farrah. That's right. That's in with all the big hitters right there. Well, in seventh spot, but yeah, I mean, not. I mean, I'm not saying I could have finished seventh, but I probably could. If have you finished. had a sweet cervella, you could have. Some people might say that's foreshadowing for Richmond. Perhaps, maybe he's gonna, you know, <laughs> move six places up. When I you don't say know. when you say Richmond, you mean the World Championship. Or do you That's mean, correct. or do you mean like an ice cream parlor in Richmond that he's gonna go and eat at? Because and he's gonna be seventh in line to get some ice cream. There is absolutely no way. There so is, do you guys? Do you guys realize no that that stage win for Cav was his first in two years? He wasn't at the tour last year, though, was he? Well, he crashed out after stage, right. stage one, one, two yeah, last yeah, yeah. year. Yeah, that's right. That's oh, a long wow. time, though. Just on yeah. paper. On paper, yes, but technically only one. In actual competition. Yeah, in actual competition. Wow, that's crazy. Hey, speaking of uh, Richmond, are you going to that CD? Uh, yes. Uh, little known fact, I am from Richmond. From I grew there. up there. Oh. Wait, did we talk about yeah. Guar? We did. Yes. At length. Okay, yes. Good. Yeah, Guar is awesome. Rest in peace, Otto Um 
So, yeah, so I'm going to be there as well, I think. I don't even remember I made the hotel reservations. I honestly, truly, honest to God, hand to God, don't remember what hotel I made reservations. And I have no email or anything. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm going to do. I'm going to have to call every hotel. In Are Disney. you sure you actually made the reservation? I'm pretty damn sure. I should check my credit card, actually, to probably say what hotel it is. Well, anyway. All right. That's not here nor there. But then again, that's what we do here. Uh, so, stage eight. Can we move stage on? Stage eight. Can we, which one was stage eight? What happened in stage eight? The French finally can celebrate. Oh, right. yeah. Uh, Villermo won, right? Yeah, Nicholas Villermo won, won that stage. Yeah. Wait, what happened before that, though? Oh, that's the one that had a little bit of a kick at the end, right? Yeah. There was like a pretty, there was a pretty significant breakaway with French guys in it for a while. Uh, Dan, Dan Martin were... had gone, Dan Martin Babe Ruth to that stage and was like, I'm, this is my goal. My that's personal right. goal is to win this stage. That's right. And yes. Then, and then he finished yeah. 93rd. No, he finished. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He finished he, second. He later said that he, uh, he like totally miscalculated and, and attacked or, or he just waited attacked too, too late. He waited too long. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. This is, this is what's funny about. If you follow the tour and you follow Twitter simultaneously, he went. The the he went at like with like five hundred meters to go, and at that very moment, Jonathan Vodders tweeted, "Shit!" Like <laughs> it was perfect. It was just like uh, you know, as a fan, you're like, "I think Dan Martin's going too late," and then you see the DS be like, "Motherfucker!" <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> It was, yeah, this uh, was also the day with the four-man breakaway that were all continental riders. Yes. Jim right Ockowitz. after Ockowitz says they don't have the ability to be in this race. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but then didn't uh, Cannondale Garmin have a crash earlier in the race as well, earlier in that stage, that uh, it was like four or five guys went down, and I think Dan Martin was in the crash as well. There was like – they had a, just a – kind of a crummy day in general and then he attacked too late so I wonder if it has anything to do with his teeth probably probably racist is that racist yeah sort of man it's not my fault I have perfect teeth <laughs> I do I'm very I'm, 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 I'm told very often that I have perfect teeth I can tell you that right now they're very white very straight evenly spaced very nice <laughs> I have a million dollar smile, man. What do you want me to do? It's true. All right. Sounds like me and Mike. Yeah. Doesn't it? Very white, very straight, <laughs> evenly spaced. Pretty much. Actually, if you don't have an evenly spaced white smile, then you're not allowed to be in this podcast. Oh, yeah. Boom. That's it. All right. Stage nine. Did that happen already? That was the team time trial. That's not okay. a real stage. So that's the last one before the rest day, which was today. Yeah. Okay. Today. Team it was kind of a bummer that was on a Sunday, wasn't it? Wasn't yeah. that kind of a bummer? Yes. That was a bummer. Absolutely agree. Uh, on Sundays, I like having fun. I don't like taking three naps in the morning. It was ridiculous. It was so friggin' boring. However, Except for the guy that almost rode down the car turn-off shoot. That was the highlight of my day. And I don't know if a lot of people noticed this. When BMC came in, 
maybe a split second before they came in, the last Saxo, the last thing of Saxo Riders came in. I like, Actually, I was going to bring that up. What happens? What happens to the dudes that get dropped? They they have they to have to finish. finish. They have they to have finish. finish within the time cut, which is really hard on this day because it's still yeah. the same percentage of time. But you're get those guys are flying together, so you still got to yeah. bust yeah. it to get there. Yeah, but uh, obviously this guy lost a good chunk of time. I don't even remember who it was, but it was pretty funny. Um, but no, I mean, I, I think, obviously, I think everybody thought that BMC was going to win. I was surprised how close Sky came. Another oh, man, Twitter huge... was Twitter people were going crazy, like, oh, Van Garderen's a lock to be in yellow tomorrow. Yeah. This whole state of Colorado well, was my crying tears <laughs> I when didn't Sky really came think... across the line. I didn't really think he was a lock, but I thought it was well, definitely we're doable. Convinced? Well, people in America were convinced. Yeah. Well, that Vanguard was going to have like a four-minute lead when this thing was over. <laughs> four minutes. I just, uh, I was incredibly surprised how close Sky was, though. I mean, really, really surprised. And it just, I mean, another huge step for for Christopher Froome. I don't see TJ Vanguard winning the Tour de France. Um, I'm glad that Quintana took some time back from Nibali and and Contador. But, but it was. In, I mean, so they're like pretty they're much adding. They're, they're adding Van Garter into the to the Fab Four now, and they're making him the Fab Five. Should that be Uran as the fifth? No, Uran drinks it. Uran is not <sighs> even in the tour. I don't know what you're God talking about. Damn it! Don't jinx it. People are. <laughs> <laughs> what about Thibaut Pino? He should be the sixth. Yeah, <laughs> he broke his bike though. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, never mind then. He, he broke his bike. He can't win the Tour de France now. <laughs> so that's where we're at now. It's uh, team time trial. Tomorrow, the real serious mountains start. And, uh, and you know, it's funny because, uh, you know, people usually say like, oh, the Tour doesn't start until the Pyrenees or until the Alps or whatever. Oh, my God. The Tour already started. It started like the second day it started. It's like almost it's Second almost day. like the Giro. You Let know me give saying? you the top can I give you the top five? The top five of what? The race. Do you know do you guys know the top five? Okay, I can in, I, I, in let order? me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. Who's well, in third place? Uh wait, 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 wait. It's Don't a, look it, it up. It's a guy from BMC. I'm not it's Greg Van Avermaet. Yes. Okay. Fourth, who's in fifth place? I don't know who's in fourth. Fifth is Contador. Yep. Sagan is fourth. Fourth is Peter Sagan. Sagan fourth. Uh, who's number six? Uh, Uran, don't, Uran? don't even yes. don't even say his name. Yes. Oh, is it Uran? All right. I mean, is it uh, some guy? Yeah. Yeah. No, that, I think it, I think it's awesome. It's shaping up to be pretty cool. Quintana is like tenth right now or something. Ninth. Ninth. Two minutes back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's 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 looking to be like. Are you comfortable? Awesome. Are you comfortable with that? With what? With Quintana? Yeah. To ninth place, two minutes back. Oh, am I am I comfortable? I think he's gonna win the Tour de France. No, I don't think he's gonna win the Tour de France. Is he gonna be on the podium? Yes. Ooh. Unless he crashes out, Quintana will be in the podium. So who's who else is on the podium? Does does the uh, way TJ I, get on the podium? Okay, the way that I'm looking at the race right now, the, I think it's going to be Froome, TJ, Quintana in the podium wow. in that order. Really? I think so. I can't. I can't see Christopher Froome is just too good. Although he, mm, you know what? He has had those days where he's just like just explodes completely before. I'm going Contador, from Contador Tyler Farrell. There's my <laughs> He is riding a pretty sweet bike. Exactly, yeah, right there. Bike, that would be the happiest day of my wife's life. 
she loves that dude. Well, loves to laugh at him, basically. It's like he's like a little clown around this house. So yeah, I mean, I I I am not seeing the contador that I thought I was gonna see. He doesn't seem confident. He doesn't seem strong. Froome, on the other hand, looks confident, feels strong. His team is really good. Quintana, ugh, I'm not really sure. I'm not. I'm not seeing it. I'm not. I'm not feeling it. Here's my. You want my prediction? All right, shoot. Contador is gonna be explosive in the climbs. That's the prediction. That's it. Yep, I think he's keeping it really close to the vest. Mm. That's my. That's just my. Th- my do you theory. think he's gonna win the tour? Yep, I do. Hmm. Hmm. That was my prediction before the tour started, remember? With my yep. heart, Rigoberto Duran, with my head, with my head, Contador. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's going to be very interesting. I think tomorrow is going to reveal quite a bit. Even though it's just Does, one big climb, it's going to be huge. Mm-hmm. Does losing uh, Basso impact him like on the road, but also just emotionally? I think he was pretty makes, broken this up. is the thing. I think it makes him crazier. Oh, it's gonna resist. I'm yes. gonna win for I'm gonna win for Ivan's testicles. One testicle. One. I'm I'm sorry. And you know what? They said it was his left testicle. I don't know how many times you've like paid attention to your testicles, but do you have a left and a right? I don't know. Yeah, I do. My God, of course yeah. you do. One's really? high and one's low. Are you serious? <laughs> I think that they're like a front and a back. What? No, it's you not, need it's to get to. You low. need to go. You need to hang up and get to the doctor right now. <laughs> I don't know. I never really. Look down there that much? Front I mean, and back. It look. I don't. They're not side by side. So, they're like front so. Back. Mike and I, we have like a like a V six, and you're like an inline, is what you're saying. Yeah, it's the problem the testicles it's, are white. It's and a four cylinder. It's a four <laughs> cylinder inline. Yeah, you guys have V eight. I have a, I have a three cylinder like that Geo Metro. <laughs> no, I'm serious. You actually should probably call nine one one. I can't, man. My phone right now is in uh, airplane mode, so it doesn't ring while we record. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, shaping up to be an awesome, awesome, awesome Tour de France. I can't believe it. I've enjoyed it quite a bit so far. If this podcast doesn't get us a separate inner ring post. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) All to ourselves. (laughs) So I have a question for you guys. We didn't talk about it. What's up? Uh, Estana and Lars Bohm and his... Uh, yes, I think that was in my his notes. Like, his whole, like, cortisol, whatever that whole thing is with the MPCC. Did they make the right call? Well, being that Lars Bohm is a former uh, cyclocross world champion, I think that was the right call. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now, I, all bullshitting aside, I... I, I I understand where they were coming from, and it's kind of weird to to try to put yourself in in their mindset because I've never been like an Eastern European gangster, but I think that uh, why this is this is a voluntary group of people that you join, and the reason that they that this particular thing is part of their spiel is because of the health. Of the riders, it's not because it's uh, performance enhancing or anything like that. They just think that if your your level is too low, it's detrimental to your health. Their doctors looked at Lars Bohm. He said he felt fine. They said he felt fine. They decided to start him. They announced they were going to start him. MPCC said no, you can't start him because you're a part of MC. I'm Astana. I'm also like, oh really? All right, peace. I'm out. And maybe they're actually. It's, 
two proverbial birds with one proverbial stone. Maybe getting out of MPCC is the best thing for them right now because who knows when we'll be coming down the pike. <laughs> <laughs> They're not the most trustworthy motherfuckers. So maybe it's maybe that's I don't know. I'm sorry we've we've actually used a lot of profanity in this episode. That's not all. I apologize, but anyway, yeah, it's I I, I that's what I, I that's the way I look at it. I think that they made the right decision for the team. Plus, they I thought, think so too. They thought it, was a, it was just a bad look for MPCC to, to really see how toothless it is. Oh, yeah, no, but I mean, I think we all knew that it's very, yeah, it's, it, it, it's, listen, it's a great idea. And I think that if it continues to develop, it'll be great. And especially, I, I think, I think the real power of the MPCC and, 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 and where the, the thing that they should really concentrate on is actually getting some muscle against the UCI and RCS and the ASO and stuff. I think that if, if they combine a bunch of powerful teams and they're like, this is the way that we want things or we walk, that's when we that's, need to get this is the, this is the, You just identified the entire problem, though. They shouldn't have to be up against the governing body and the race organizers as as two enemies, like those should be two separate things. Like, you know what I mean? The governing body should be able to, 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 to mediate this stuff and it can't. Oh no, 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 absolutely. It it absolutely can't. The governing body in cycling is a joke because it's, it's not, it's not a rights holder. It's not, uh, 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 an event promoter. It's an absolute nothing. The UCI has nothing to provide the world of cycling. If all the teams get together and then they start a, uh, a, a company to promote the sport uh, themselves and then go straight to the ASO, who, who will supply the races, then there could be professional cycling, without a doubt, with nothing to do with the UCI. The UCI is absolutely useless uh, as, 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 an, as an institution in, in professional sport. You can't compare that to anything else. The UCI is not like the NFL. The NFL just doesn't exist. The UCI is like a crazy, weird, pseudo-Olympic ghost that doesn't really do much at all when it comes to professional cycling, to a professional, to the professional cycling circuit. It's a joke. But if the teams get together in an MPCC kind of thing, and then they they can actually be like, "Hey, UCI, we're out, peace," and we start our own thing. And when you start that own thing, I have on the first first thing on the agenda, first thing to deal with, banning riser bars on road bikes. <laughs> Is that a thing? In, what? Look at Cavendish's bike. Look it up. It has riser bars on it? So they determined that a 17-degree negative stem angle was the most aerodynamic. But to achieve his position, they had to put a 25-millimeter rise in his handlebars. So he has riser bars. On the new Venge. Yes. Wow. Wowzers. That's awesome. That'll be your first? Huh. I think it should be addressed. Riser bars on road bikes. I think we should address that. I think my, my first order of business would be to name Oleg Tinkov president of the league. Because then he would be hilarious from then on. Oh, man. That would be amazing. Um, all right, guys. Anything else? No. CD. Adam, Adam Hansen did the time tr- the team time trial on a road bike. <laughs> it's like, eh, why not? No, he had a he has a separated shoulder. 
But I thought, you know, I actually thought that that was kind of a, a hilly TT. I thought I thought there'd be more than more people doing it. And I yeah, I just I don't know. I th- maybe I'm too old school. But nah, I thought there'd the be day a before few. the day before, I thought the exact same thing. Actually, I wonder how many people are going to do it on a road bike. Uh, zero point zero, except yeah, for Adam Hansen. Except for Adam Hansen. No, it, it was not only really hilly, but there was actually quite a bit of like you know um, ins and outs and curves and whatnot. So yeah, I, I thought the same thing, but. I guess they know best. Guess How about predictions for tomorrow? Stage nine. Thibaut Pino. Thibaut Pino, <laughs> come on. He has nothing That's to lose, good. dude. He has nothing That's to a lose. Good one. Um, no, That's you know, it, it's going to be, I'll bet you it's going to be some nobody. And not, not nobody. But I, I mean, just mind. I'm gonna it's going to be like Warren Peter. Barguil. I know, is Peter Weening still in? It's stage 10. Warren Barguil. That's my guy. Ooh, oh, That's Warren Barguil. Yeah, I think he's going to try to make a power play to get in this thing as fast as he can. Yeah, because he's close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I could see Warren Barguil. I was thinking of like Peter Weening or something like that, but I don't even know if he's still. How many people are left from Orica at Green Edge? Like two. One. One is <laughs> just one. it's just Adam Yates, and that's it. <laughs> and, I, and I think uh, Richie Port. Uh, <laughs> it's Adam Yates and <laughs> Richie Port. There's you know, four like left. The, so it's uh, going to be a French guy. There's five. I don't think it's going to be – it's Peter Weening still in it. It's got to be a French guy. It's goddamn best deal day. I wonder when's the last time that a Frenchman won. Best you know who's going to win it tomorrow? Bernardi, no. <laughs> he, he wins every stage. Did you see he was riding his bike uh, yesterday or the day before? No. Oh, I'll send you a picture. He, was, he went on a bike ride. Really? Never seen, I haven't seen the guy in kit in 30 years. Is he, like, super fat? No. Oh, really? Huh. Interesting. He's got dad bod. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, he's fit, but he's got dad bod. Yeah, yeah. I'm and he's got a terrible kit. Is it an Inno kit? Is it like branded Inno? No, it's it was like some French. It had like eighty French logos on it. Oh. CD, can you can you take care of that like you do with uh, Fletcher? No work, Mike. No work. Come on, let's keep this thing pure. Sorry. <laughs> pure. <laughs> Just send him some transfer trials. If we can't be smarter, intelligent, we can at least be pure. <laughs> hey, we are smart and intelligent. We're just uneducated. Oh, <laughs> completely different situation. Um, all right, anything to promote, either of you guys? CD, anything going? Just myself. What's your bring t- me back, people? Don't what's- put me back in the closet. <laughs> what's your uh, What's your Twitter handle? Chris DeStefano. Chris with an F. With an F. And it's yeah, D-I. Yeah. D-I. D-I. And Mike, anything? Anything going on in the club? Yeah, I mean, live Tour de France coverage. Come on down. Live to the France coverage, man. I'm trying to make it out to the city at some point. Uh, I'll let you know. I really, really, really need to visit New York City again. I'm cool. doing it quite a bit. So, and no, I'm just very happy that we, looks like, we moved the podcast to our new service without much problems. Let me know if you had any problems. Let me know if you have any issues with the with the ads. If you're, I don't know even know if you. Not everybody's gonna get ads every time. They're supposed to be geo targeted, which means that if you download in Australia, it's gonna be an Australian ad, and if you download here, then it's gonna be different, or maybe it'll be whatever. Anyway, they're supposed to be geo targeted, so you may not always get one, but. Uh, it's going to pay for the hosting and, of the site and the podcast. So, All right. SpeedMetalCycling.com is the website. And 
Enjoy the rest of the tour, and we'll be back like next week-ish at some point-ish. All right, we're out of here. Peace.